Jody Jenkins, the golf guy, welcome once again to another episode of what I consider to be the fastest growing golf podcast in the world. Our producer, Brett Black, is looking at me and nodding his head because he knows, quite frankly, as uh, as founders and owners of this program, we get to literally say anything we want. So, uh, But in all honesty, we do appreciate the continued support of the program. Uh, this is our 20th year of broadcasting, if you can believe that. And we've been fortunate to have literally thousands of guests on this show in 20 years. Actually, I should do the math on that, Brett. We should, I know you haven't been here since day one, but you should see if you can hammer out those numbers and we can figure out exactly. I feel like, I feel like a couple of years ago I did it and it was like, 1600 guests in total or something but it's definitely over a thousand i know that so then we can say we've had thousands of guests it just sounds much nicer as always if you have any questions or comments you can uh, email us j-o-d-i-e at jj the golf we are pumped to welcome a first timer to the show uh he has a very interesting background in the world of professional golf he's getting set to launch his official season and we'll talk about that coming up in the next couple weeks and he's got some very interesting partnerships that he's been able to um navigate and and bring to a reality or bring to reality and i I think there's some uh there's some fun stories there as well but let's welcome uh eric flores he is a member of the mckenzie tour but he'll be playing on the newly formed form tour uh, this summer. Eric, first of all, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jetty. I'm excited to be on. Now I know off air, you were mentioning that you were like chugging down lemon loaf from Starbucks and you, there was a little bit of a pause there. Are you officially done that lemon loaf or you? Yeah, the lemon, the lemon loaf has, has been attacked sufficiently. So <laughs> We're on the we're on the road. Um, my wife's driving Alex, and uh, we're headed up for a Jeep Pro Tour event uh, up in Hertford, which is kind of Outer Banks area, North Carolina. It's uh, way up there, so it's about a four and a half hour drive from Charlotte. So yeah, we're just cruising on the road, and uh, my wife loves Starbucks, and I uh, I love lemon loaf, so <laughs> had to have one. <laughs> okay that's uh that's an excellent he loves the lemon loaf everybody so and i know you have a yep. you're a foodie you're a foodie too and we if we have time we can get into that as well because i know you've got some great uh great food stories um and you could probably point us in the right direction you could probably point us in the right direction of where to go eat when we're down stateside like do you know the hot spots in like every state you know, I like to think I know where I like to go in, in certain cities for sure that I've visited um, or places that I'd like to visit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, golf, you know, takes up so much time when you're traveling. And you don't get a lot of time to, you know, see, like, the sights. You know, when you go to cities, like, you don't you don't get a time to enjoy the city too much because you're, you're busy playing. So the one thing that you have to do every day is, is eat. So that kind of becomes the main event for sightseeing for me. Um, so I try to find good spots and I'm, I'm involved in the restaurant business in Charlotte as well. So, um, which is what I've been doing really for the last few years before coming back to play. So yeah, I definitely would be a, would be a foodie. I've got some fun projects going on on the side as well. Um, maybe we can talk about another time that's food and golf related. So 
yeah, definitely into the food food scene. Anytime anybody's in Charlotte, though, you got you got to hit up Vana or Bardo. Um, those are uh, Bardo's best restaurant in Charlotte, 2019, and Vana just opened up last year. Um, that's a project I've been a part of as well. So, yeah, exciting stuff going on there. And if they drop your name, will they get like an after dinner mint or something? Or <laughs> no, 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 definitely. Uh, <laughs> That the dinner mint comes free whether you drop an A or not. So okay. all good. <laughs> I'm just trying to look out for you, man. I'm just trying to uh, trying to rescue your bottom line there. That's all. <laughs> no, no, for sure. I, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Eric Flores is our guest. Let's talk about golf, which is the main reason why you're on the program today. You have. Uh, a great background in professional golf and you kind of left the game and came back. And I know you'll explain that, um, went to UCLA and played collegiate golf there and got, did you turn pro right out of school or did you turn like, how did that all work? Yeah, I turned pro, uh, I guess right after my, it wasn't right after my senior season. I stayed amateur for the summer. It was a Walker cup year. And um, I was really poised to make that team. Um, I had a great summer in 2008 after we won the NCAA title and climbed up to number five in the world amateur rankings. And then 2009, I made the, the Palmer Cup team. So I was like, man, I'm like a shoo-in for this Walker Cup and, and uh, just honestly had a bad summer. And, um, and then I did something at the Palmer Cup that's probably my, one of my most regretted things. I broke a driver. Um, during a match at the Palmer Cup, I turn around and Buddy Marucci, who was the Walker Cup captain that year, was standing right there, and I'm just like, "Oh man, like that was just a that was a bad move." And uh, so one thing I always regretted, but didn't make the Walker Cup team that year in 2009. So I turned pro uh, right after the summer and did Q school and totally flopped that first stage. And uh, then I actually took a year off, and then I came back and started playing full time. 2011 and got through school. So actually, back back when you could get to the big tour, I missed the big tour by a shot in 2011, and that that's what landed me on uh, well nationwide tour back then, Corn Ferry Tour now. And uh, so yeah, that's kind of how I got, got started. So, you, so breaking a driver got you didn't <laughs> didn't get you on the Walker Cup team, but I have heard it did get you onto the Jimmy Walker Cup team, which is a a lesser known event. Is that true? <laughs> that's not true <laughs> it didn't land me any unfortunately breaking a driver doesn't get you anything uh luckily i had another shaft and uh, replaced it and went on to uh you know win the next match or so but yeah it was a bad move something i regret for sure um did you see did you see learned, so. did you see eric van ruyen at the pga championship just annihilate that t-block Oh, I did, man. That was uh, that was intense. And what was intense about it is like the first swing, you're like, okay, you know, he's a, he's upset, but he went back for more. He was he committed. Was like, oh, this, this is yeah. No, he was fully committed. You gotta you gotta respect the commitment. You gotta wonder how much he got fined for that too. But because uh, I think, man, I think you know, hurting the course is like breaking clubs is is one thing, but I think when you go to the next level and start, you know, kind of defacing the course or the playing area. That 
that's a bad look. But, you know, hey, no judgment. Golf is really hard and we are playing for a living and, you know, it, it can be really frustrating. So yeah, yeah do you just, what it is there. you maybe might be so I just want to hone in on that for a second because I'm not a professional golfer by any stretch. I have never been someone to get angry on the course though. Um, I try to play as well as I can. And again, I'm not in that same headspace. but I would say this. I mean, personally, I see air that Eric Van Royen guy do that. I, you know, I don't really, it doesn't really bother me that much. And, but like, obviously there's some, there's some serious anger going on there with someone like that. And I don't know him, but I, I'm guessing there was a lot more going on than just a bad shot there. Yeah. It's hard to really know. I mean, it looked like he was, I mean, the swing was good and even the shot looked pretty good. It just kind of fell a little bit right and rolled off the green and, you know, you hate to see it, but at the same time, like it's exciting to watch people get upset, man. I mean, it's just like watching people fight in hockey, or, or uh, you know, when drivers get out of the car in NASCAR, you know, get into each other's face. It's just part of sport, you know. And I remember this men playing, you know, they get they get upset sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was it was fun to watch, honestly. Well, you know, and let's stick with some of the other topics that came out of there, not to not to divert away from what we're going to be talking about with you, but just since we're on the topic of the PGA, I want to just sit and talking about anger issues. Uh, about a week and a half ago, the whole video with Brooks Kepka and, and Bryson DeChambeau came out. And there's obviously like that, that thing was insane. And there's seriously some issues going on there. Um, what do you make of all that? Like, I, I mean, as a wrestling fan, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Uh, full disclosure, but I look at that and I go like that. I think that's, I think that's freaking good for everything. Like I, I'm, I'm in all in on that rivalry. Yeah. I mean, my wife and I sat in bed watching some YouTube videos last night, kind of like going into the history of their rivalry. And, you know, I, it's, it's good for the game. I mean, rivalries are just good, good for everybody. Um, I think it was just, I mean, it was hilarious. Obviously the memes coming out about it and then, you know, somebody put like the the like Bryson like kissing. Oh yeah, that's uh, the best one. That's the best face. one. Yeah. Like kind of like kind of like Biden sniffing the, the you know the hair <laughs> kind of type meme. That's what it reminded me of anyway. So mm. I, you know, I think it's hilarious. Um, I'm sure I'm sure they're fine personally on some levels, but uh, over the years they they've jabbed each other a little bit. But Brooks Brooks definitely has the the better playing record. I would say Bryson has probably outplayed him recently for the most part. Um, I mean, he won a U.S. Open. He's won a few times just on the regular tour and obviously bulked up and started hitting it farther. So, you know, I think I think if there's a challenger, like Brooks is obviously kind of a bigger guy as far as, you know, for golfers, a golfer build. You know, most guys are pretty thin and lanky, but, uh, you know, Brooks has bulked up too over the years. So, you know, it's fun to watch, man. It's not bad for the game. I mean, it's it's fun to watch Brooks just get annoyed and upset because Bryson is just, you know, he beats his own drum. Both those guys beat their own drum. So, you know, it's good. It's not, I mean, honestly, I feel bad for Phil. It's taken away from Phil. True. Yeah, it is. Phil's win in a, it's in true. A sense, like, so, I mean, but let's talk about Phil. I mean, Phil played an amazing week of golf. But, you know, I mean, geez, the guy's still great. Honestly, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that he's not winning a little bit more. But it's just so hard to win out there on that tour and compete. 
and uh, to do it at 50 years old is phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So, uh, I mean, hats off to him. That was fun to watch, but. Buddy, it, it energizes a guy like me. Again, I'm not a pro golfer by any stretch, but I'm 45. And I look at, honestly, I look at that and I go, okay, I can get better. Obviously I'm not going to get to his level, but it, it, it honestly, it was encouraging. And, and some of the other things I took away from his victory, not to get too off topic here, but his, the mental side that they really talked about. And I shared this with one of my, with one of my clients, who's also a professional golfer. I, I said, if you were able to watch it that weekend and how Phil or they were talking about how Phil never changed his pace of play. He stays in the moment, which I thought was very impressive more so than his game. He never got rushed. He never got anxious. He was the same. And that was, that's, I thought that was a big key obviously to his victory, but it's something that young professionals can look at and go, okay, that's something to, to emulate and, and, and do as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously we know, all know he has, you know, probably the best hands maybe ever to play. So when you have a guy like that, you know, he's getting older and he's got to use experience to his advantage. And that's, that was what he did there. And, um, you can see it. And, um, so that's really cool, man. The, the, the game of golf is so special in that way. You can compete at any age. The golf ball doesn't know how old you are. You know, Tom Watson almost won the British a few years back at even an older age, I believe. And then, yeah. uh, I mean, Greg Norman made a run at the British, uh, you know, a little bit while back too, which, which was fun to watch. So, I mean, it's encouraging to me. I'm 34, which is about getting into my prime for golf years, I'd say, but you know, 16 years, I'm going to be 50. So <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think I have a career that long. So it's uh, yeah, it's really encouraging to watch some older guys, um, I can't remember his name right now. Um, the guy that won the European tour event, Robert Robert Bland, Robert Bland, yeah, right, Robert Bland. That was that was awesome to watch, man. I mean, a couple hundred starts and no wins all the all those years, and been playing so long. And that's just encouraging to watch. Um, so yeah, let's see. It. Yeah, and I've relayed that. That was another story that I've relayed to some of my clients as well. And I think a lot of professional athletes or dreamers in general can look at that and go you know what? Don't, don't give up. I mean, you're like you said, I don't know how many, I think it was like, I feel like it was like he had 478 starts before he got a victory. And like, uh, you know, there'd be many times I'm sure he's at about the 150th start and doesn't win. He's like, maybe it's time to throw in the towel, but you keep moving forward. Um, anyway, it's, I, I think that's very cool to see. So. Absolutely. As a guy who took six years off from, from competitive golf, that's super encouraging to me. So, yeah. And I, I mean, you see it all the time and, and again, without naming names and I hate to keep focusing on some of my clients, but they have some good stories as well. But, you know, one of them was mentioning how they felt that they, they needed to see some good results or they were going to hang it up. And I went and looked back at how many professional events they've been in and it's only like six or seven. And I, I don't think you can get a good gauge of, of what you're able to do after six or seven events. But anyway, so but I digress. Um, Eric Flores is our guest and we're chatting about his career in golf and what's the next step on the journey. And Eric, I mentioned off the top, you're a, a member of the McKenzie tour. You were able to uh, be successful and, and, and achieve status in um, Q school earlier this year. And then of course, with the whole COVID situation and borders, we know that there will be no Canadian events. Uh, well, I shouldn't say there won't be any Canadian events, there will be some events, but they will only be for Canadians. 
And in essence, what has happened is the McKenzie Tour has shifted uh, their opportunities for um, the Corn Ferry and what you guys are able to achieve. They've shifted that to stateside, and there will be eight events under a newly formed form tour uh, leg of the McKenzie Tour uh, to get through all these qualifiers and all these individuals that have status. So tell us a little bit. I mean, I think from your perspective, you're probably... I mean, I'm sure you love Canada, but it's, I'm sure it's better to be in the States for these events than having to go over to Canada and organize your life there for a summer. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's better in some ways for sure. I mean, I was personally looking forward to cruising around Canada and just to, to see some new places and it's a lot better weather because we're going to be in the, we're going to be in the Southeast and uh, you know, all East coast and Midwest for, the form tour, which isn't a bad thing. I, I've looked at the schedule. Um, we have eight events, and they're going to start uh, the end of June, so next month, uh, really this month, uh, the end of June through mid-September. Um, so they've shortened the season a little bit. I think Mackenzie was doing 10 or 12 events um, up in, in Canada. But, yeah, they, they've done the schedule pretty smart. Uh I would say every two events are very close to each other. Uh, then we kind of relocate a little bit, but it's all drivable for me. I'm in Charlotte uh, there with my wife, so we will be able to drive to really every event, which will be nice. Um, and, uh, you know, I've never played the, the Canadian or, or McKenzie Tour, so obviously the Form Tour is new too, but um, they've changed quite a bit, you know, the last few years with, you know, giving spots to working your way up to corn ferry tour so and also through through stages of q school so there's a benefit there and of course we're you know we're members of the tour the pga tour uh run so you know we get the tpc memberships and all that which is nice so i've never actually done the q school this year uh this year was my first year doing that for that um and that was really because they canceled the corn ferry uh tour school and then coming back off such a long break I didn't have any status, so I just wanted to get status somewhere and get get my foot back in the door. Um, so we accomplished that. I only have conditional status uh, currently, but uh, should be able to work my way up uh, through the reshuffle. Reshuffles after four events, so just get in, get in uh, one event, make a cut, and should get in the rest of them. And where where's where's the strength in your game? Like I know this is such a cliche, lame question, but I I want to ask it anyway. But like where do, where do you excel uh, with from tee to green? Like what's your what's the key with you? I mean, really, my putting is is strong. It's always been strong. Um, stat wise, even on Corn Ferry Tour, I was always top five or, or, or I was definitely top fifteen in like putts per round category. Um, so short game putting, um, you know, really the other strength is just off the tee and iron game. I mean, my short irons are, are typically really good and, and I get a lot of looks and I make putts. So I make a lot of birdies. I would say I make a lot of, that, that's really the strength of my game is make a lot of birdies. Um, what's been my Achilles heel in the past is, has been accuracy off the tee. Um, and I was always in the top 10, you know, definitely in the top 15 and, and distance as well on corn fairy stats. Um, that's not the case anymore. Um, I, I've lost a little bit of distance, but I'm also changed my mindset of, about 
just being off the tee, just being in play, um, taking big numbers out of play, because that's really what's hurt, hurt me in the past. But you got to stay putting and making a lot of birdies, man. I mean, that's what you got to do uh, to, to compete and, and, and make a living out there. Um, you know, we always see the, the scores uh, for some of the Monday qualifiers and stuff. You got to go really low. Um, and that's really because the courses are easier, but you can't be afraid to make some birdies. That's for sure. Yeah, no, the fields in Corn Ferry, the fields for the Forum Tour, I assume, won't be any different. They're, they're strong. Top to bottom, they are strong. And you got to play well, and you got to get out early. And, and we see that week in and week out. Well, that's that's good to know. So basically, basically what you're saying is you're all around awesome, T to green, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, all, all around is pretty good, for sure. <laughs> but I would say... I would say my putting, yeah, my putting, and <laughs> I just don't make a lot of bogeys. I mean, like, it's just, I, I'm never shooting, you know, I think my worst round has been, like, two over. I've shot two rounds of two over in the last few months. But other than that, honestly, I, I just don't shoot anything over par, and that's that also helps, too. But you still got to shoot low. The courses are gettable. You got to shoot low. Um, so, but consistency, man, that's, that's where it's at, for sure. Eric Flores is our guest. Uh, we're chatting about his life in the world of golf. And I want to get to some of the partnerships that you've been able to form. I think, well, actually, you know, I was going to say one of them is is huge, or in my opinion. Uh, but a couple of them are pretty cool. But I, I want to start with your relationship with um, the drink company. And I always say, I mean, we say, we call it Yaritos. I don't know if it's Chiritos or whatever, but... Those drinks are unbelievable. You have like a beautiful bag. I'm sure you get turned lots of heads with that thing. But where did that where did that relationship come from with those drinks? Yeah, so uh, I guess not to correct you because it is fun to correct. <laughs> I would say joke, but it's it's a hard word to pronounce. But it's jaritos. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to roll the R. You know, jaritos. Uh, which I'm under I'm, I'm under contract to pronounce it correctly. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so how do, how do you eat those a lot of people call it Doritos or you know Haritos whatever uh it's a it's an awesome company honestly so honestly it's a, that's a it's a perfect match for me I mean it's it's for me it's an, an iconic uh type drink um and I don't drink a lot of soda I really don't drink any soda uh but I'll I'll splurge and, and would always get some you know how do you eat those when it you know, got a taco shop you know get a hole in the wall taco shop and get a, a, a pineapple soda uh, from Haritos and it was just it's always a fun thing so um, yeah so they're they're uh, have never really done anything in golf or really a lot of sports um, and uh, so a friend of mine uh, Severino Alvarez um, he works with them and he uh, he actually used to caddy for me um, back when I was playing Corn Ferry Tour his, his brother still caddies out there for Brent Coletta and um, his dad, Jose Alvarez, you may remember him pitching for uh, uh, the Braves and the Giants. Um, he runs like the tour Bible study um, out on, on tour uh, a few weeks out of the season. And so that's how we all met. And um, and so he's gone on, Sevi's been on doing consulting work for a lot of different brands. And, and Haritas is just a good fit. So we designed the bag. Um, Sevi had this vision for this bag. And if you haven't seen it, you've got to go check it out on my Instagram or, or 
or their page um, uh, or Club Pro Guys' page, which I'm sure we'll move on to next. But it's a, it's, it's a special bag, man. It's a really cool partnership. Like I said, a family-owned company from Mexico. I'm Hispanic myself and just kind of like the iconic. I mean, it's a big brand. So if you have never heard of it, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it, but I mean, they've done huge revenue uh, margins for, for uh, the U.S. and worldwide, and they're continuing to grow. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, and it's an all natural soda too, which is great. Like the Mexican sodas are just better. They got the real sugar. Um, I don't know why we don't do that in the States, but, uh, it's a real glass bottle with, with a, you know, a real pop off top. That you yeah. Over yeah. You can't, it's kind of, yeah, you can't twist them off. Good yeah. Deal. yeah, no, it's, yeah, uh, exactly. it's so, a great product and, um, we love it here. We have a, I think I was telling you when we were texting back and forth, we have a, a wonderful Mexican restaurant here in town, uh, good friends of ours that, uh, opened it up, moved here from, from Mexico, Abraham and Marlon. Um, and they do an amazing job. And, uh, the name of the restaurant. So, you know, if you're in Canada, we'll go there. It's called Chilangos, which, what does that mean? I, I, do you know what that means again? Are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah. Not asking my producer. I'm asking you. <laughs> No, man, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means something in Mexican. <laughs> I just can't remember what it was, but I should find that out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the bag, I would say that that year tour bag probably could be the best tour bag I've ever seen. That's And that's uh, quite the compliment. Secondly, I was going to say, though, I, I appreciate that. tour bags are heavy as it is. You put a six-pack of those glass bottles in there during a round, and I wouldn't want to be your caddy. So it's uh, it weighs it down, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, that, oh yeah definitely definitely <laughs> luckily i'm not like pounding you know honey those on the court yeah, I was but say, if i could i would i, I, I try to keep my blood sugar at a at a nice medium you know Haritos. <laughs> um yeah, okay it's, it's a post round post round drink yeah. sure. um so you mentioned club pro guy you have a fun working partnership with them that was recently announced you are uh, the PGA Tour won't say you're a member. They call you an ambassador, but you are a member of their new course called Three Jack National. Um, how did this? How did this relationship come around? Because it's it, it, very cool. So yes, I mean it. It is a really cool partnership. Something I'm really excited about. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Club Pro Guy. I think his comedy is hilarious. I think the whole golf world, you know, if you know who he is, which a lot of people do, but would agree that, that he's super funny and uh, just hits the, hits the nail on the head and kind of says maybe something everyone's thinking but is afraid to say it. Uh, but he, he's got some really good stuff, really smart stuff like that that uh, I think relates to golf. But uh, to be honest with you, I can't really talk too much about how that came about. It's kind of a, it's kind of a mystery and, and a little bit of a secret. Um, I have met Club Pro Guy, but he's not he's not necessarily somebody you, you meet. It's kind of someone you encounter. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, I don't want to be too secretive about it, but there's some mystery surrounding him, and I, I, I want to keep, you know, preserve that. But um, it's, it's a great pairing with the bag. Uh, Three Jack National, obviously, you know, they're, they're building that out in Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a, a phenomenal, phenomenal Hank Jones design. Him and Miguel. I mean, there's there's so the natural terrain of that property, which, by the way, you, you, if you haven't seen the video uh, that we did, by the time this podcast comes out, that that will be out. Uh, go check out Club Pro Guys page. But 
we did a little playthrough on hole number four, which is a signature hole called Orange Julius, and that's paying homage to the parking lot that was left uh, from the the uh, shake shop that used to be there. And so they left the parking lot intact in the par five. And, and if you carry it far enough, you get the end on the bounce uh, down the par five. Uh, so you can get home in two. So it was really fun, man. We we uh, we shot some content all day. We had a lot of laughs. Club Pro guy was great uh, to hang out with. Just a really cool guy. Um, but with the bag partnership, like you said, like part of his branding is you know a lot of Mexican culture and, and Mexican items. You know, with his Mexican mini tour days in the past, and so that's what we did. We did a collaboration with Jaritos and club pro guy um with the free jack national uh, you know that is my home course i'm, I'm an ambassador and, and uh i did get to hit the inaugural tee shot uh in the video so that's really special man i mean honestly you got to pinch yourself on, on stuff like that because because uh you know it's groundbreaking stuff and it you know just a few months ago i was had, had no partnership with club pro guy i was just a fan and now i'm, I'm a part of his club and and repping three Jack national the best I can. So it's, it's really cool, man. Gotta check it out. Yeah. You got to check out his Instagram and his Twitter. And also you can also go to the website to find out more by visiting club pro guy. Dot com. Eric, before oh, we let man. you go, cause I know you're a busy guy. Um, you have, uh, we had a guy on here not that long ago, Wes Patterson, who I know, you know, well, from the world of long drive. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give him for his game? You've played with him. (laughs) Advice for Wes Patterson, huh? (laughs) Man, just hit fairways, bro. He just, I was just going to say, when you hit that far, I mean, you got to, you got to score the club face up even better than I'm going to with, with my club head speed. So. You know, Wes is a great guy. He's a great guy, and he and he's a great long driver. I would say he's top ten in the world. So, uh, but yeah, golf golf is a whole other animal, man. Oh yeah, the whole game is a complete game. It's a whole other animal. There's so many facets to it. But we have a great time playing. I've been down to visit him quite a few times. We have another project project going on on the side with the food and golf stuff. So, uh, yeah. Me and him has been great. We got connected up last year at JJ Colleen's event, the Carney Cup, out in Lubbock, Texas, which is another fun uh, pro-am event. Um, and, uh, yeah, really ever since, been, been good friends and stayed at his house a few times. And it's a good, good, good guy to know. And um, him and his wife are, are just great people, Maddie Jenkins. So she's, she's awesome as well. So, yeah, I love those guys. Really, all the long drive guys are cool. Oh, that I've met Jesus of golf and uh, Paul. Paul Paul was on the podcast for you uh, a few episodes ago, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's got yeah. some game too. Yeah, actually, Paul's a, Paul's a really good player. So is Jacob uh, Jesus of golf. Yep. He's he's another good player. Uh, we played quite a bit recently. He's come up to Charlotte, visited. Um, shoot, he beat me in a tournament. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, which I wasn't too happy about. I didn't have a great day. He shot a couple under, and I was like, hey, I lost. Uh, so he's got game, man. That guy can create some speed, too. Uh, he's really fun to watch. He came out with Scott McCarron and I at uh, Trump National, where we play at Charlotte, up on the lake. And 
man, he hit some drives that were just silly long. I mean, silly for for a guy who's uh, you know also a very good golfer. Uh, he hit some, some spots I'd never seen. Yeah, he's I've one of those. There a while, so. He's he's one of those guys that pounds the ball. I've never played with him or anything, but obviously I've seen lots of video. But he pounds the ball. But when you see his swing, you're like, holy smokes! This is like he's got a beautiful swing, and like it's like because even with his finish, it's just not something you normally see in the world of long drive, right? <laughs> yeah, he's really smooth yeah. and um, kind of Fred Couples esque yeah. in a way. Um, but you know. And then he does, he does take it way past parallel, but he but he squares it up. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch because he's not a huge guy. A lot of long drivers are just big guys or, or super super strong. Yeah, um, it may be a little bit unconventional in the swing department, but but they create a lot of power. Whereas he's more of like a smooth, uh, you know, regular size guy. I mean, he's got some longer limbs and he's sneaky strong. I mean, guy, I've seen him with his shirt off. Like you're like, whoa! I didn't know you were like built like that because like he doesn't look that big but like he's a strong dude but he's super smooth he's he's a and he's a good player so i mean he, he's kind of got the all-around game and he's still working on that i mean he's, he's only been playing golf competitively i think four years he came out of baseball uh like a lot of guys uh doing long drives but so i mean yeah i mean honestly he's still working on his game and, and gonna be trying to play more uh not just doing long drives so no that's great so, Eric Flores, you can find him on the Form Tour this summer and follow along with his um, season and his accomplishments. You can also find out more about his relationship with Club Pro Guy by going and checking all that out. Uh, some great videos that are dropping. Check out the one where they play one of the holes at, uh, or sorry, where the location where the hole will be at Three Jack National, which is uh, a lot of fun. And don't forget to drink plenty of Hari Haritos. So. Make sure. What, what's yeah. your What's your favorite flavor? I'm a I'm the lime guy myself. You're a lime guy. Yeah. Oh man, lime is good. Oh uh, man, there's so many good ones. Um, I would say my favorite is pineapple, though. Okay. Pineapple is good with everything. Um, it, 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 so there's this other flavor called tamarind. That's yes. Also really good. That's I would say not as um flashy. Look, I don't know. Just it, it, it flies under the radar, but definitely give that one a try too. Okay. But they're all good. Honestly, the the orange is really good. Lime is great. Grapefruit's awesome. They make great mixers too <laughs> uh, for, for some drinks. So, but yeah, pineapple all day for me. Eric, thanks for joining us on the show and play well this summer. Thanks so much, Jody. Thanks for having me on, man. We'll do it again. Eric Flores, fun guy. Um, yeah, he's enjoyable. I like that guy. Looking forward to seeing what he does. On the forum tour and beyond, uh, no doubts that he will take that next step and we'll see him on some other major tours very, very soon. Uh, thanks to Brett Black for his production work today. As always, you can email us, J-O-D-I-E at jjthegulfguy.com. Uh, we continue to plow through our 20th anniversary season. So exciting. Enjoy the rest of your week. We will talk soon. See you.